morning to you. Welcome to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard. Glad you could make it this Saturday morning. Good to be here. I'll fess up right away, and I am just... <laughs> you know, Thursday night I was running errands and doing, you know, just taking care, you know, along the grocery store, that kind of, you know, stuff. And it's like, you know, I got out of work and walked out of the building, and I hadn't been outside all day. I'm like, it's just like muggy out here. This is like, you know... It was upper 60s still, and this was like, you know, 7 o'clock at night. And I'm like, wow, this is, uh, you know. And now today, it, it, you know, or, you know, now it's <laughs> like winter, dry, you know. It, you know, I, I looked at my little temperature thing on my car when I was leaving work last night, and it was like a 30-degree difference. And I'm like, I'm just not, I'm not ready for this. It's like, you know, couldn't we have gradually slid it, you know, like 50s, you know. Hopefully this isn't going to be a long-term sort of uh, cold snap. But on the plus side, it does get me to thinking about uh, ice fishing and all that good stuff because we, uh, you know, we're not that far away. I, you know, in real, I mean, it's October twenty-eighth. I mean, we're at the end of October, and you know, November is here, and and uh, thoughts will start to turn towards uh, towards ice fishing, and yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, looking forward to uh, to that season here, and um, I just wish we could have slid into it. You know, it, if I was twenty years younger, it probably wouldn't bother me as much. But you know, now that I'm getting a little uh, a little older, a little creakier, it's like you can feel it a little more. So much for I never want to, you know. I haven't grown up, don't get me wrong, but I, <laughs> there are days I feel old, but you know, that's just, that's just part and parcel of it. But you know what? Uh, I, I tell you what, wouldn't trade it for anything here. I mean, we live in the most beautiful part of the world. Uh, I, you know, just driving around this week, I mean, the colors are popping and even with the clouds and, and the gray skies and everything, I mean, those, those colors just pop out and, you know, last you know, on the sunny days, it's, you know, I mean, it's just, it's beautiful out here, you know, and, and, you know, we are, you know, just so fortunate to live where we do and, and have the opportunities that we have, whether you're, you know, uh, living, uh, you know, and, and listening in Northeast Iowa or over in uh, Southeastern Minnesota here or in Western Wisconsin, where we are. Um, I, I tell you, you know, I mean, we've got, you know, we'll talk a little more about fishing here in a little bit, but, you know, we fishing we've got hunting uh you know take your pick and hunting i mean you know, we've got a bunch of things going on so you know i mean it's just uh and that's just you know a couple of things I, you know just, you know getting out on the trails and and you know chasing down the the deer and uh you're you know seeing the deer and the, the migrating birds and and um you know i i did that last weekend and unfortunately the only thing i caught was uh a cold, <laughs> you know, that's just, uh, if it weren't for bad luck, you know, one of the, you know, the phrase, anyway, no, you know, and I tell you what, it's just uh, uh, a, a great time of year to, to, to be out and uh, just really, I, I love this time of year um, and uh, just wish it would stick around a little, a little long, you know, like, but hey, uh, get the cold weather and, um, you know, Get the snowmobiles ready, or the the snowshoes, or the skis, and all that good stuff uh, is uh, is coming up. So you know, 
you've got all that to, to look forward to, and, and it's just going to be a uh, uh, a lot of fun. You know, and, and I mentioned fishing a moment ago here too, and it's uh, it's still doing pretty well. Uh, you know, we're we're doing good here. I'm going to talk about some you know late fall slash early winter bass. I wasn't necessarily going to talk about that today, but I'm like, well, <laughs> might be here sooner than we think. But um, we'll talk about that in a little bit here too. But uh, just you know, looking at uh, the the fishing report here this morning, it's uh, it's it's pretty darn good right now. Um, I don't, maybe the fish just haven't caught on that, you know, the bottoms dropped out of the temperature here and, uh, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, kind of across the board, everything is, is, is pretty good right now. Uh, the walleye bite is, uh, is doing well. Um, you know, guys fishing up by the locks and dams and those are, you know, doing really, really well right now. Uh, take your pick on lures, you know, um, uh, saw some that were, Caught on some nice three-way rigs, um, you know, uh, minnow rig, um, little plastic with a, a, you know, twister tail, that kind of, you know, those are all uh, all working pretty well for uh, for the walleye right now. So that's uh, that's doing well, and um, well, I'll, I'll just kind of touch on the bass fishing what I've got here at the moment anyway, but. Um, the bass are doing really, really well. Um, always kind of think of that as a summer fish, but uh, you know this time of year is uh, just some phenomenal fishing, and uh, we'll talk more about that here too. But uh, seen some really nice largemouths being caught, um, and you know they're primarily working on uh, uh, shad and, and whatnot. Uh, the smallies, spinners, that kind of thing. Some crankbaits working along the shorelines. Um, We'll get into that a little bit more here, but uh, uh, the bass bite uh, is is doing pretty well right now, and uh, that's uh, that's that's kind of fun too. Um, Northern bite is uh, is is uh, another good one to uh, to head out and give a, a shot at if you've got some spots that you want to you want to give a try. Um, spoons, crankbaits, uh, what have you, um, you know, work in those uh, those backwater areas and. Uh, working in those sloughs, things like that, weed edges. Um, those are going to be the places you want to, uh, um, you, you definitely want to, uh, to check out here. And as far as the, uh, the panfish bite goes, uh, the bluegill bite, um, they're doing very well, uh, catching some nice, uh, uh, I've seen, uh, and got some reports of, uh, just some nice sized ones being caught right now. And, uh, that's, uh, that's always a lot of fun. Uh, and again, you're still not, you know, uh, if you're, you're headed out, you're really not doing anything fancy. It's just a, a bobber and a uh, hook and a chunk of night crawler or whatnot, and, uh, you know, away you go. You know, maybe a little tiny plastic if you want to uh, uh, you want to skip the live bait. But I think live bait right now is probably going to be your, uh, uh, your best bet. Um, I'll save the best for last. Perch bite is... Um, uh, okay right now they uh, 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 again they're uh, kind of in those those backwater areas and, and just kind of uh, uh, feeding on small shad and, and things like that so uh, little crappie minnows those are the kind of things that uh, I think I'd be using you know uh, for uh, uh, if I wanted to, to try and find the, the crappie bite right now um, yeah I guess out of everything that's maybe the the Toughest bite right now. Um, 
is, uh, is, is the crappie bite. Save the best for last. Perch bite, doing very, very well. Boy, I tell you what, I, I've uh, got some good reports and uh, just seen some, I, I, don't, I don't know what it is, and I, I uh, can't say where they were caught, but I, I've seen some really nice perch caught this past week here, and uh, that's uh, um, just a ton of fun. Again, you know, you're working, you're working these backwater areas, um, you know, you're working weed edges, uh, if you, you want to get sort of generic with it, uh, you know, uh, those are the kinds of, of places that, uh, that are going to be holding anything you see with, uh, you know, you see a school of minnows, you're probably in the, the neighborhood of some, uh, some good fishing here. Um, they are, uh, uh and that's primarily what, uh, what they've been feeding on our, uh, uh, our minnows right now. But, uh, again, uh, just some, uh, tremendous bites. Uh, right now, and, and you know, once you latch into that uh, that school of perch, it's uh, uh, game on, and and you can have an awful lot of fun with that, and uh, fill the bucket up pretty darn quick with some. Uh, uh, the nice thing is, you know, you catch some of those those uh, those nice sized ones. You don't have to catch quite as many. Well, you don't have to clean quite as many. Maybe let's put it that way. That's <laughs> maybe a little bit better way to put it. But uh, boy, doesn't that uh, um, doesn't that sound good? Nice. Uh, Perch fillet dinner, or bluegill for that matter, or uh, uh, walleye, what have you. Um, fresh caught, oh man, that does sound uh, uh, that does sound mighty good right now. And uh, that's uh, uh, so again, you know, weather might not be the uh, the greatest above the water, but uh, but down below, hey, it's uh, it's not affecting the fish right now. Um, and of course, that you know, I, I suspect we'll we'll see a drop off here soon uh you know as they, as they again we kind of make that transition out of you know out of fall and into that that sort of winter and uh thought pattern and whatnot but uh uh for the moment we are uh, we are sitting pretty good right now and um that's just uh, uh great opportunities for you to get out and do some uh, uh do some fall fishing so you know make the uh, make the most of it uh, looking at and, and unfortunately, um, I, I guess it's going to kind of depend on, uh, on on where you are. Um, right now, I'm looking at the uh, the river stage, and uh, we we <laughs> it's like a little mountain uh, right now. Uh, certainly, with the uh, the rain that we've had uh, uh, the last couple of days, anyway, we really boy they you know up up to the north of Lacrosse here, they really got uh, uh, drenched the other day, and and uh, I don't know how many roads were closed, water over the roads, because um, uh, you know I work at the TV station, so I see a lot of the the pictures and, and whatnot. And um, one of our photographers sent me a, a couple of photos from uh, uh, this little creek in Ettrick, which probably isn't more than you know ten ten feet wide or whatever. <laughs> The wise points, right? As you, you you come into Ettrick, there it's a nice little uh, a nice little creek. I've done some trout fishing in there, and uh, let's just say it uh, it multiplied. I mean, that thing was wow. Fortunately, it's in a low area, and I I, I don't think there were uh, you know was really any you know it was well out of the banks, but I don't think it was really uh, affecting anything uh, there anyway. But I know there were you know a lot of roads closed and. Um, uh, you know, water over the roads and, and bridges and things like that. Some, uh, 
uh, chunks of road washing out and, and, and everything. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, you know, and it's got to go somewhere. So it's going to end up in the river right now. We're sitting at a, uh, right about seven feet in, uh, sometime late tonight, early tomorrow, it'll, uh, it'll kind of crest out at about seven and a half feet, which, uh, man, uh, if you can remember the last time it was seven and a half feet, it might've been, uh, back when we had that, uh, uh, all that flooding earlier this year. And, um, uh, it's, it's been months since it's been that high. So, you know, got to deal with, uh, deal with that, but it's going to be short-lived. It's not going to uh, uh, stick around very long. Um, you know, like I said, it'll it'll crest today and into tomorrow at uh, about seven and a half feet here, and then uh, start a, a a gradual decline, dropping down. By the time uh, next weekend rolls around, it'll be uh, uh, back down under under six feet or so. And I would imagine uh, that's how far the chart goes out anyway. But I would imagine it'll just continue to. Uh, uh, Continue to drop below six feet, and we'll we'll sit, you know, kind of back to where it's been, for the, you know, before that. So uh, there is uh, there is that as well. Um, the other thing that that kind of surprises me here, and um, I, I'm sure we will see uh, uh, quite a temperature change. If I'm and I'm trying to remember, I think we were what upper fifties, maybe a couple of places were. 61, something like that, uh, last week. But uh, uh, water temperatures continue to drop. And I'm sure once, you know, with this uh, uh, cold snap we've got facing us here for the next week, you know, temperatures are really going to start to uh, really start to drop on the, uh, in the water here. Uh, pretty much mid-50s in, uh, in, in most places. Alma, uh, Dresbach's at 56. Genoa's at 56. Linksville's at 60. So, you know, it's... Uh, it continues to drop, and that'll mean that uh, you know the fishing will get better for you know some of those colder water species. You know, I think the walleye bite might pick up a little bit here, but uh, um, we're going to start to see uh, uh, a bit more fish activity, and uh, that'll uh, that'll be good too. The flow is uh, up as well if you're uh, you're headed out onto the water, and you know, not surprisingly, since the uh, uh, river is up a little bit here too. But uh, most everything is. Uh, uh, Above thirty thousand feet, uh, Alma is kind of the the outlier there. They're at about twenty seven and a half, but everything else, uh, you know, Winona's at, at about thirty five, uh, Tremplo's at thirty four, a uh, little high, a little faster here in uh, in Dresback here. Uh, they're at about forty six. Same for Genoa as well. Linksville's at forty four. So uh, yeah, they're trying to move some of that uh, move some of that water through here, and uh, I'm sure that'll. The flows will be up for, uh, you know, the next few days, but, you know, really, um, other than maybe where you launch or something, it, I, you know, I don't know if it's, and, and even that, I don't know if that, I mean, other than the water being up a, a, a bit, um, you know, I, the flow isn't going to matter a whole lot. I, you know, I, I think if you, if you want to go do your fishing, find the fish, they're going to be in the backwaters anyway. So, uh, I think you're going to be, uh, in good shape there. But again, you know, that's, um, it's all a relative here too, compared to, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it was, <laughs> it's been a lazy river for a, uh, several months. So, uh, a little, uh, a little action right now, I guess, isn't, you know, you know, as long as it doesn't flood or damage anything, then I think we'll be, uh, 
I think we'll be okay. But um, yeah, it's uh, just uh, uh, it's been interesting to say the uh, to say the least here. Uh, Mother Nature always comes up with a new combination of things to to throw at us, and um, <laughs> she she did that the past few days anyway. So. Um, anyhow, it is uh, 828. I'm going to take a short pause and then uh, be back as WKTY Outdoors continues in a few moments. You're listening to WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard. Thank you for joining me today. Appreciate you being here on a uh, chilly Saturday morning. Hope you got your leaves raked up. That's on the to-do list this weekend. Uh, anyhow, so yeah, it's uh, uh, <laughs> quite, the, quite the week here. Uh, but it kind of dovetails into what, uh, what I wanted to talk a little bit about today was uh, uh, late fall, uh, almost winter air quotes, uh, almost winter, uh, bass fishing, you know, um, and you know, really, I, I mean, I, you know, this time of year, yeah, the focus kind of goes towards, uh, towards walleye. And, and I mean, you know, with, uh, with good reason here, we're, uh, this is a great time of year to do some walleye fishing. Um, you know, but you know, the bass are still there, uh, and you know, they're feeling like every other fish in the river. And, you know, might be, uh, uh, again, stocking up for, uh, for winter time. So, you know, why can't they be caught? Um, you know, isn't a lot of research out there, or, you know, or a lot of articles. I mean, you can, you know, Google stuff up, but, um, a lot of it focuses more on, um, you know, fishing down South and, and those, you know, giant lakes and reservoirs and which, which, you know, makes perfect sense. Cause those are, uh, uh, some great fisheries uh, down there, but um, it, 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 you know, hard to find good information for uh, uh, this uh, more northern climate. Um, I, but it, and and while I'm not going to say you know it, it's it's going to be an easy day, I, I think you know you got to dress up, dress for the weather, and and uh, be prepared for changing conditions. But um, you know, I, I guess I like to think of it as. Um, uh, just sort of a, f- a fun way to challenge your skills uh, and knowledge against um, a fish. I don't know a lot of people really think about targeting this time of year. Um, you know, it's not something that uh, I- I'm necessarily, you know, really thinking about. It, it, like I said, it's more walleyes or, uh, you know, those jumbo perch or uh, you know, bluegills or something along those lines. That's kind of more what I- I'm thinking about. But, you know, if you think about it, it is kind of a fun, fun thing to, 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 you know, it's like, okay, what would I do? And, and how would I, you know, uh, do this and do that? Um, you know, so that's, uh, it's, it's, it's what I'll talk about today, I guess first, you know, and probably the, uh, uh, most important thing to consider for, uh, for the, the bass and, well, really, any fish for that matter is uh, is is the food source, and and of course, shad minnows are going to be the, the the primary source this time of year for uh, uh, for bass. Um, you know, they probably won't be cruising the surface like they did earlier this year, but um, uh, you know, 
you can certainly read that, uh, you know, a school of a bait fish on your electronics. It's, um, you know, you might even be able to see if see them too. They might be a little closer to the surface, but uh, I, I, you know, I would imagine they're they're working a little deeper as well. But, um, you know, really any large school of bait fish is going to be an attractive site for uh, uh, for bass or any any predator fish for that uh, uh, for that matter. So uh, again, if you do find uh, bait fish, um, you know, if you, you mark them on your electronics or something, chances are you're going to find a bass nearby. Um, you know, so the, where, where the shad are hanging out uh, is probably, you know, a couple of places. Obviously, um, it, it's going to be, uh, you know, areas of, uh, of weeds, um, weed lines, places like that. Of course, uh, you know, it's an obvious choice during the, uh, the spring and summer months, and, you know, it just kind of continues on into fall here. Um, so if you can find, uh, uh, find the weed lines and, you know, take your pick, there's literally thousands of, uh, of weed lines there that uh, uh, you, can, you can find um, that the, uh, the minnows have an opportunity to hang out in, you know, eat the little critters that are hanging out on the weeds and, uh, Therefore, become a vulnerable prey. (laughs) So, um, you know, and again, you know, you're not going to find the 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 sort of lush growth from earlier this year, but um, you know, they're they're out there, and it certainly is a a possibility for that. Uh, Another place too is, um, uh, you know, if you're not having any luck with uh, with weeds, um, you certainly can try uh, working. you know, rocky shorelines and things like that, maybe for the smallies. Um, you know, and that can include maybe, you know, concrete piers, uh, riprap, uh, you know, uh, bridges, places along those lines. Um, uh, it could be just a, a little, you know, hump littered with boulders. You know, those are all potential places to, uh, to check out as well. Um, the, one of the other things, too, to keep in mind is the, uh, the sunlight penetration. That's going to warm those rocks up uh, maybe a little bit better than, than some other types of structure. The weeds, um, uh, for example, uh, you know, and again, that you know, might give off a little bit of, uh, a little bit of heat and, and hold that heat for a period of time. You know, maybe not necessarily on a day like this, but you know, we'll, we'll have some blue skies and sunshine here in the uh, coming days. So you know, it's certainly... Uh, uh, an opportunity there, even if it's only a degree or two that, you know, in a lot of ways, uh, that's just, that's enough to, uh, to satisfy, uh, the bait fish, um, you know, satisfy that requirement of a bait fish. Obviously they have to have a food source as well, but, um, you know, so if, if they find that combination there, um, yeah, they'll, uh, they'll hang it out in those areas. And of course, bass won't be far behind. Um, Another opportunity to uh, to think about too is um, is timber, uh, whether it's a, a tree in the water, a, a stump field, even a dock. Um, again, uh, all of those are, are potential places for uh, for bait fish to concentrate and uh, maybe looking for cover, and um, of course, will in turn draw in the predators. So. Uh, you know, when it comes to and you know when it comes to docks, um, I don't think it really. Changes a whole lot from time of year. You know, same in the summertime. Is it? You know, I, I think this this time of year as well. Um, 
you know, uh, if, if it's got a nice transition from shallow water to to uh, to deep water, or you know, and there's there's riprap around some of those areas, um, those can be just some uh, factors to to look at as well when it comes to uh, uh, trying to find the bait fish. Uh, another factor too uh, to uh, to think about is uh, is depth, and uh, you know, as we progress towards cooler weather. Um, Bait fish will eventually start to work deeper into the water system as uh, you know the oxygen levels in the uh, upper layer start to start to decline, um, and this means, of course, predators are going to follow that. Uh, and uh, you know we get turnover in places, uh, um, you know, bit on the river here, but uh, also on uh, certainly on lakes and uh, places like that as well. So um, I, we're not knew that at this point uh but uh um you know for now anyway many bass are, are you know going to be during the day you know during the day they'll move up into the the shallower areas to feed and then kind of retreat back into some uh, some deeper water uh at nighttime and you know as the water cools down just a, a little bit so um you know so if a school of bass or you know you know um we're running maybe at School of baitfish, I should say, maybe running at you know maybe fifteen or twenty feet. You know, maybe they're up a little bit higher now, and and like I said, the bass will be following them. So again, the bass maybe a little deeper, come up, grab the baitfish, head back down again, and uh, um, they'll uh, they'll again eventually here as we get into the uh, colder weather, um, they'll make that transition from uh, from shallower to their wintering spots in the deeper water. Um, of course, and the other thing, too, to keep in mind, too, is that, you know, they won't make that transition all at the same time, however. Um, but when they do move, they tend to migrate along uh, channels from structure to structure. Uh, so just, um, you know, start shallow. And really, I, I mean, it could be even, you know, I, I suppose if, if there's uh, a nice day with, uh, with good sunlight penetration, you know, they, they could be in a couple of feet of water even um, and, and just kind of work progressively down, I guess, in the water column until you, uh, you find the, uh, the correct depth that the bass are hanging out, out in that, uh, that particular area. Obviously, if you've got your electronics, you can, you can mark those fish a little easier, but if you don't, that, then just kind of uh, think, uh, think about it that way. Um, and again, uh, they'll be chasing, uh, the bass will be chasing the forage and, again, working deeper and deeper as we get a little colder and colder because, you know, they can't uh, uh, go to Florida or Arizona for the winter like, uh, like we can. So uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, talking about uh, lure selection as well, um, since we're talking about uh, primarily shad here, um, you can check off, I think, silver as a, a, a color choice to begin with. Uh, that's certainly a, a, a great option. Uh, rattle trap type lures are a, a good way to start out if you uh, um, think the fish are active. Um, if you see them pushing bait fish to the surface, um, could use a, a small little spinner bait with a, a silver blade. That could do the trick. That would uh, imitate moving shad or a, a small school of shad. Certainly uh, would work. Um, yeah, you can maybe work that vertically too if you want to. Uh, uh, Cover some timber or something, you know, and don't want to get uh, get hung up. That's certainly uh, 
uh, certainly an option. I, and, and I think to go along with the, uh, the, the silver as well, uh, white obviously is a, a, a good choice. Um, but uh, uh, that silver or, or maybe a, a gold color, um, something that's, that's going to be reflective, uh, even on you know, uh, a, a cloudy day like this, um, you know, you see those, those, that, you know, little silver flash, if you will, and uh, um, that uh, uh, certainly could be triggering for a, uh, a hungry bass on the prowl. Um, but anyway, just to get back to that, you know, spinner and, and, you know, working it vertically, you could try a spoon too for that matter, don't get me wrong, um, but, uh, you know, it, it just some options there. Um, you know, if you're working in the area where working in an area where the likelihood of, of getting hung up is uh, uh, greater too, eh, you can always go with the uh, uh, plastic worm. Um, that's certainly uh, certainly an option. And, and you know, uh, that uh, uh, maybe is a place where you can sort of deviate from the uh, silver shad color. Uh, again, uh, experiment with the size to see what's uh, what's working best on a given day. It could be. Uh, you know, a little larger, a little smaller, just kind of, uh, it kind of varies. Don't talk about size an awful lot of, uh, of plastics, but, you know, that's certainly, uh, and something to, th to think about as well is, uh, uh, you know, that that is a possibility, you know, upsizing, downsizing, um, certainly a, a possibility. Um, Nice thing is with that anyway, um, you can kind of change those out from large to small or vice versa pretty quickly and, and not lose uh, too much time doing so. Um, crawfish imitators or dark colored plastics allow you maybe a few different advantages over other lures. Um, one, crawfish or plastic uh, crawlies, lots of flopping legs and uh, tentacles always seem to be a, uh, a bass favorite, black, brown, uh, dark blue. Those are good choices. Um, also, the other advantage is uh, with plastics, you can you know work through rocks or you know heavier cover um, by going weedless. So that's uh, another possibility as well. Certainly, uh, you know minnow imitators um, like a uh, you know just a, a plain white, silver, and black. Um, Something that sort of might imitate uh, the sun reflecting off the sides of a shad or whatnot. Uh, always a good option as well with the, uh, uh, with the plastics. Um, the other thing, too, is, uh, just so the other little tip anyway, uh, slow down your presentation. Um, you know, a, a quick little jerk or hop here and uh, here and there um, yeah, to match sort of the feeding mood of the bass. Remember... Um, they're slow, and then they're slower, and uh, um, you know it's it's you know it's not all just you know rip it across the water or through the water as fast as you can, and um, you know it, sometimes they're slow and and slower. Like I said, eventually we'll uh, we'll get to that slower part uh, as the uh, you know, water temperatures cool and the fish kind of you know uh, get in that winter mode and and aren't. Uh, quite as apt to chase things around as much. Um, so, you know, there are some options as well. But, again, you know, we've got, uh, I think, a nice window between now and, and um, you know, I don't, 
again, we're still talking about this. It's uh, still the end of October. So, you know, I mean, I think we've got a little, a little time here with the uh, uh, open water. You would hope so anyway. Um, but, um, you know, you can still, uh, still catch a bass on, uh, on some, some of those spots I, I talked about. You know, might not be in the greatest numbers, but, um, you know, They've got to eat as well and can be, uh, can be tempted by your lure. So, uh, you know, uh, give some thought to that, uh, those, those particular aspects of it, uh, what, you know, it, it's uh, location, forage, depth, and uh, uh, presentation. Put a little thought into that and maybe think about some of the things that, uh, that I talked about. Certainly it's, uh, um, you know, uh, I'm not giving you the be-all and end-all because... Uh, they're fish, and sometimes they just, you know, you know. Uh, hey, I caught a bunch of bass yesterday on uh, on minnow imitators. I'm going to go back out and use the same, and it just doesn't, it doesn't work. But um, they can be a lot of fun, uh, you know. It, it, they'll still put up a, a good a good tussle this time of year, and uh, you know, it it they're still the the uh, same fighting species of fish. So you know, just a, a little bit. Uh, um, you're wearing a sweater this time of year as opposed to a T-shirt with no sleeves, you know? So <laughs> that's, uh, uh, you know, you're changing your clothes. They're not really changing that much. So anyhow, uh, that's kind of a, a look uh, at uh, and, and some thoughts sharing this morning here. We're talking about uh, uh, late fall bass fishing on WKTY Outdoors. I'm going to take a short pause and then come back in just a few moments with, uh, with more here. As the program continues this Saturday morning, you're listening to WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard. Appreciate you being here this morning. Hope you're having a, a, a good weekend and was uh, listening to that and like, yeah, the Packers, Chiefs, or, you know, it's like we're making that trans, they're, they're making that transition as well from, uh, um, and I really think they should, they should work that into the scheme somehow, but um, I, I think really the, the Packers colors, obviously green and gold, but I, I think you got to throw the blaze orange in there. Um, I, I, I think that's a, a legitimate Packer color. If you, uh, <laughs> Watch a game for the, the, the last half of the year at Lambeau. Yeah, it's green, gold, and blaze orange. So, you know, it's just uh, um, tradition, if you will. So just, just throwing that out there. Anyhow, uh, I'm going to drop in uh, right now a, a, a quick fishing tip here from uh, from Tackle Terry Tuma. So enjoy this. I'll be back in a moment. Hi, this is Tackle Terry Tuma. I'll bring you another fishing tip. But let's talk about fall walleyes. A fantastic way of catching fish is one is a plain old simple live bait rig uh, with uh, many times uh, minnows are going to work extreme well, fatteds, any kind of shiners if they're available, and of course chubs being extremely productive in the fall. Uh, but that's almost like a go-to. But also to what uh, we need to understand here is to a uh, crankbait bite can be extremely productive, uh, cast or trolled, and then also, of course, uh, jigging wraps, uh, snap jigs, uh, snap wraps are also good. And then, too, what we use a lot in is three-way swivel rigs with crankbaits uh, also for real deep fish. And jigging minnow, of course, is always 
productive. But there are several ways uh, that we would want to uh, fish for fall wise. Not one way is going to always catch fish, but the crankbaits, uh, the snap jigging, the three-way silver rigs, are, and of course your plain old simple live bait rig are going to catch fall wise. Have a lot of fun fishing those different methods. Thank you very much, Terry. A good fishing tip uh, for uh, uh, for that walleye fishing there. And, uh, yeah, it's a good time of year to get out there and do that. Uh, just passing along a couple of other uh, sort of news and notes here this morning um, that uh, the Wisconsin DNR reminds all spears interested in uh, uh, Lake Sturgeon uh, from Lake Winnebago during the 2024 spearing season uh, need to purchase their license. You've got until the 31st uh, to do so. Um, while there are unlimited licenses available for Lake Winnebago, uh, the upriver up lakes fishery, uh, Lake Poygan, uh, Butamort, and Winnicani, uh, that's managed by a preference point system and lottery limited to uh, 500 permitted spears. So um, applicants for those uh, upriver lakes have already been authorized for the season and uh, have until the start of the spearing season to purchase a license and uh, Upriver tag applicant winners cannot also purchase a tag for uh, Lake Winnebago, but uh, um, those uh, again that deadline is uh, is coming up October thirty first, and you can of course go to the Wisconsin DNR uh, page and and get more information uh, about that as well. Uh, one other bit to, to to share here as well, and you know we'll I'll start talking more and more about it here, obviously. Uh, as it gets colder and colder, so does that uh, uh, that water. And while you know some folks in Minnesota do put their uh, boats away for the year already, uh, have done so, but uh, plenty of others, uh, <laughs> well, hey, Minnesota and Wisconsin, for that matter, can uh, uh, you know are going to be the diehards and, and get every bit they can out of uh, out of the open water season, um, whether they're you know, targeting game, targeting fish, or just. Uh, uh, out for a ride, if you will. Um, but uh, the Minnesota DNR uh, sent out this little safety reminder here too. That uh, obviously, uh, um, you know, being safe is is uh, uh, paramount uh, with those kinds of activities because water temperatures, uh, like I said, are, are consistently dropping. We're in the mid fifties right now, and um, even strong swimmers can be uh, incapacitated very quickly in in cold water. It just uh, you know, sucks the energy and, you know, the, the temperature right out of you. Um, and, and, of course, too, uh, the thought that, you know, that there's you know, fewer people on the water and, and uh, that could potentially help you in an emergency. It's uh, uh, important that, that, you know, people uh, keep safety in mind. Um, higher percentage, uh, while more boating-related accidents happen during the summertime, uh, a higher percentage of cold water incidents are fatal, and uh, survival rates drop dramatically, according to the uh, the DNR. Obviously, the easiest way to sort of uh, help with that uh, is a life jacket, um, and they do say that a, a f- that foam is better than an inflatable during the cold water season, uh, and not just have uh, have one along, you know, have several. Um, so just uh, just be safe, and and of course, uh, um, you know. <laughs> We're not to the ice point yet. You know, we're going to have some cool nights, but, uh, uh, yeah, we're, we're not there yet. Uh, and there'll be guys testing the water, I'm sure, uh, pretty, pretty quickly here. Uh, 
Uh, so uh, just wanted to, to share that as well, put that little reminder out as, as well, that, in that uh, that water's cold. It, it, uh, it certainly is. Uh, it is 8.57. Take a short pause and then be back to wrap up the show for this morning. Stay tuned. More of WKTY Outdoors coming up in just a few moments. You're listening to WKTY 96.7 FM, 5.80 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. Again, just kind of a few moments left to uh, go before we get to wrap the show up for this Saturday. So just want to thank you again for uh, for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the program. Got some some good thoughts, some good ideas there, and certainly want to uh, uh, wish all the deer hunters that, of course, Minnesota season, uh, gun deer season starts next Saturday. So certainly want to wish... Uh, Wish the best to everybody and uh, get on out there and enjoy and hopefully uh, harvest a few deer. Man, I saw the it was a, was it a yeah, good eight pointer yeah <laughs> the other day that uh, 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 sauntered in front of my car. Fortunately, I was not traveling very fast at the time, and uh, he could enjoy his leisurely stroll from lane to lane and. Uh, <laughs> Fortunately, that's probably going to be the way I'm going to get my deer. Not that I want to. I hope you don't do it that way either. It's an expensive, <laughs> expensive way to go hunting. I'd rather do it the old-fashioned way. Blaze orange and then the woods. Anyhow, you have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next Saturday on WKTY Outdoors.